Welcome to the Manifest Podcast, your weekly dose of manifestation inspiration. I'm your host, Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, manifestation expert, creative entrepreneur, and mother of four. My mission is to help you manifest the life and business of your dreams, and I am truly honored to have a global movement of manifestation inspiration that has touched millions of people in over 170 countries around the world. Each episode is designed to remind you that you have the power to create your own reality and manifest your dreams when you connect with the energy of the universe. So join me every week as we dive deep into the world of manifestation and unlock the power within you to manifest the life you have always wanted. Are you ready? Let's start manifesting. Hello there. Today's episode is in a little bit of a different format than you're used to. This is a very free-flowing, intuitive conversation that I had a few days ago with my husband and business partner and CEO of our company, Sean Patrick Simpson. And I felt intuitively guided that this one needs somewhat of a mild pre-frame. I want to give you a little bit of a warning, a little bit of a heads up here that we are diving into some very deep and powerful topics that will prompt inner reflection, that will prompt emotional empowerment, and it may even trigger you. So that's not the intention, though. I really want you to know that. There are a few swear words in here. We do drop the occasional F-bomb, which just happened naturally. So if you do have small children around, you might want to skip this episode or go and get your headphones because you don't want to miss the information that Sean and I will share with you throughout this very powerful conversation. Some of the topics that we cover, just to give you a little heads up here, we talk about suppression of freedom of of speech, of uh, censorship, of um, what happened in 2020 with the pandemic and our view and take on that and how our own personal beliefs evolved during this time. So Sean and I are very independent, free-spirited, critical thinkers, and the baseline of our work in the world is deeply intuitive. And so when you are listening to this episode today, I want you to think in your heart and in your mind, if you think this would be beneficial to other people to engage in the idea that we are sovereign beings and that we get to choose our own reality and be guided by our feelings and by our thoughts. So with that in mind, let's dive into this very special episode today with my very special guest, Sean Patrick Simpson. Hello there and welcome back to the Manifest Podcast. Today's episode is a really special treat for me because it is not only spontaneous, but it is also very well planned, if that makes sense. Like there's there's two different dynamics going on here. So if you listen to the previous episode, it was called the hidden cost of not sharing your truth. And Sean and I have had a lot of discussion about this over the last, I don't know, maybe three years. (laughs) This is a very big conversation, but this podcast episode specifically is very spontaneous. So we were just in our hot tub out in the backyard and Sean said to me, would you like to do this? You have a few seconds to decide. He's feeling inspired. I'm feeling inspired. So we're here today. And for those of you that are not familiar with who Sean Patrick Simpson is, 
He is my husband. We've been married now for 10 years. We've raised four children together. We've been together nearly 14 years and we run our business together. So he's also the CEO of DearUniverse.com. So welcome, Sean, to the podcast today. Thank you. It's good to be here. I haven't been here since the very, very beginning. And that is not great because there have been <laughs> there have been hundreds of episodes i think this is like episode 360 or something well it is what it and is and you were episode i think maybe two or three yeah six years ago yeah so i'm really honored to have you here to have this conversation today it's gonna be fun on how we can help the listeners really dive into this new new dimension that we're creating within the work that we're putting out there in the world. And I say yeah. we, I'm the face of the the operation and you're somewhat the brains behind the operation. <laughs> so I like to be the guide behind the side. Or the guide the, on the side? The guide on the side, not behind the side. That doesn't make sense. The no. guy, I always butcher metaphors, which is probably why that. I'm not here on the podcast because uh, you need to have good stories and metaphors. And if I'm always butchering the metaphors, I don't know if anyone's going to understand. Well, they will. People get the gist. And I think that one thing that we should start off with today is to say that this is a fairly new stream of consciousness for us mm. to undertake. That well, at least in presentation. In, in presentation, because we've been really playing it safe in terms of not really stepping into the full authenticity of the message that we want to share. Mm. And I think that this was really a missing piece. And it's so subtle. It's not like we haven't been sharing our truth or sharing wisdom that we know will resonate with the right people at the right time. It's just that we feel like this is a new opportunity for anybody that is on a path of spiritual awakening to dive into their own truth at a deeper level. And I, I think it's interesting because you often talk about speaking, uh, the importance and validity of speaking from your scars not your wounds, mm -hmm. uh, because that was a journey for you, right? Because uh, you, we rewind the clock to the early days in your your journey on on sharing your life story, sharing inspiration, and there was a lot of in the beginning speaking from the wounds mm. rather than the scars. Now, over the journey of time, you've discovered, you know, in many cases, there is a lot to say about speaking into your experience once you get through to a certain point mm -hmm. so that you don't only have the perspective of the now but you have the perspective of hindsight now with that said this is a a, a bit of a detour for us because in some ways us speaking about speaking your truth mm -hmm. is is in some ways like speaking from the wound because we haven't been, in many ways, speaking our truth mm. about a lot of things because of, I'd say, fears, mm -hmm. anxieties, worries. And many of it stems, I'd say, because of this digital age that we live in. That is still, even though you know we've had social media for over a decade now, it's still like the wild, wild west mm -hmm. in terms of what happens. We've got the infamous cancel culture, mm -hmm. right? Where you go a couple steps outside the lines of what has become acceptable mm. and suddenly you're going to get shamed on, you're going to get blamed, you're going to get stepped on. And so 
it's an exploration. And I honor and appreciate and have so much profound respect for the people over the last few years, especially, mm. who've come before us, who were able to speak into and honor their truth right away as they began to feel challenged, as they began to feel censored. Mm -hmm. And I honor those people because I couldn't do it at that time. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've had, there, there are, there are people who step out and take those leaps of faith. And then there are others who take those steps later on. And while I don't feel like it's been too later on, it is a little bit. Mm, it's really, really interesting to look at the timeline of things. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I just want to say that I can't take credit for that quote of writing from the wound or the scar or mm. writing from the scars instead of the wound i think it might be elizabeth gilbert that wrote big magic and mm. eat pray love so i just want to clear that one up yeah. um and then secondly really I, I agree with sean here in terms of honoring the people that were willing to step out and continuously speak their truth in a time where a lot of us weren't understanding the landscape of what was happening within humanity within society within ourselves yeah and now we're at a crossroads i think with humanity where it's about really leaning inwards to how we can bring that awareness, that universal awareness that will change our lives and change the way that we do things. Yeah. So it's about creating new paradigms. And um, one thing that I keep on getting this to the forefront of my mind right now, and it's this principle in marketing that we were taught when we were learning copywriting mm -hmm. from our dear friend, Mark Joyner. Yeah. And it was the idea that an undisturbed prospect won't buy, won't mm -hmm. make a purchase. And that doesn't necessarily mean handing over money to get the, the product. Was it, that him that was speaking I'm, I'm not that? I think it was one of the, was that the Scott? books. Was it Scott? I don't it could know. Could have been Scott DeMolin, who is also a very, we got, a very dear friend. We, we wis, got so many. Wisdom cross wires. They, yeah. Incredible wisdom have, have come uh, from both of those. I think it might people. be, they might be saying the, the same thing, but in two different ways. Yeah. But that phrase particularly really speaks true to an undisturbed, undisturbed prospect will not buy. And that means that if you cannot really dive in on a deeper level, you won't build that level of trust that you need to mm. within that person that you're looking up to. It's like, you're waiting, waiting for them to get to the gritty part. And I think some of my best work, if you look over the years, has been when I've been full out, authentic, sharing the deepest, darkest details of what's happened in my life, on my journey. Well, and then I stopped. And, and it's so funny to think about that because I would say that both you and I identify as very transparent and authentic people. Mm -hmm. With that said... I feel like, for myself at least, over the last few years, I've become a lot, a lot more closeted in my perspectives, my opinions. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's not about rocking the boat, or maybe it is. I, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, I am not a confrontational person. I do not need uh, to be right. Oh, and and then Sarah's Sarah's <laughs> laughing because I guess in our no, marriage I'm I do sometimes. I, I am I'm married to the man. <laughs> in you can be. I've actually seen you not be confrontational just for the sake of the drama, mm -hmm. but if you have to stand up for yourself or your family, yeah. I have seen you in that capacity. Sure, but on on 
what I'm saying is on a day-to-day basis, like you look on, on social media and, and it, uh, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone's got them, <laughs> right? Sorry and, for those of you that have small children. <laughs> right and, now, and warning. Once again, I'm not the creator of that quote. I don't know. You, 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 often, you say that. Um, but it's... I, there, there are so many people online who have to be right, you know, and, and I think that's what has worried me the most over the years because, you know, with us building a business, with us building a brand, the last thing I want to do is to be on the hook to have to defend or explain or, or anything like that. And it's felt in many ways like that's the hook you have to be on if you post on social media mm. because, I mean, hell, you you posted you made a post the other day saying basically saying i want to manifest a reality where there's there's no leaf blowers yeah right <laughs> funny it was you, wow, you, it was you were you were making it a, you were yeah. making a joke yeah and yet there's people who are so humorless that they they have to go that's mm sarah prout <laughs> i expected better of you <laughs> you're a spiritual thought leader and that is not very spiritual. And that's on me because I haven't shown them that side of me that has kind of a twisted sense of humor that I think is funny and also a gateway to spirituality. But I, right? di- I disagree about it being on you. I, I, I agree that you've had the opportunity to uh, speak more into that mm. by all means. But their uh, opinions and assumptions, they're, they're just the the identity they create around you mm. from one single post to suggest that you're not spiritual because you don't like leaf blowers <laughs> let, uh, uh, let let me let me speak a piece of truth to everyone out there no one likes leaf blowers <laughs> <laughs> it, this this is what one of the one of the myths that i love to dispel in the personal development and spiritual industry is this whole idea of Got to have good vibes only. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. And, and I say come on because I promise you, anyone who is a purveyor of that idea does not live in a reality of good vibes only. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Good vibes only does not give us the contrast and beauty of life. Good vibes only does not give us a sense of compassion, empathy, or appreciation for what others are going through, what others are experiencing. Good vibes only is one side of the coin. Mm. And the coin will always, no matter how hard you look at one side of the coin, no matter how big of a magnifying glass you take to it, there's always going to be another side, even if you don't flip it over. What if it's a double-sided coin? Well, th- <laughs> then there's there's still another side, and it looks the same, but it's Magic fake. coin. <laughs> and... And the reality is, and if, if you read Sarah's book, Dear Universe, 200 mini meditations for instant manifestations, you know, the whole essence behind that is to, um, in, in, what's, the, what's the three? Rise above the, fear. Rise above fear. Embrace, embrace love, love. And remember your power. And remember your power. Mm. And with rising above fear, it's not saying get rid of it. Mm. It's not saying never experience it. The deeper context to rise above fear is to acknowledge what you're experiencing. 
whether light or dark, and then utilize that, bring alchemy to it to manifest your desires. People, uh, Abraham Hicks refers to it as the step one moment mm. or, or the step zero. It's, it's where your rockets of desire are launched. It is not wrong to have moments where you're like, ugh, I don't like this. Yeah, <laughs> do your best. I, I encourage anyone listening to strive to have a life where you don't complain much, where, where you're not constantly bothered by things. But in the occasion that you do, let it be and learn to grow from it. Don't make it wrong. What you resist persists. So with that being said, I think that we've got a few more layers to go down. You know, like that. Well, how far do you want to go down? The, well, it's quite the rabbit hole. So I think that that was the intention of this podcast today. Talking about fear is really important because this is the opportunity for us to embody that truth mm-hmm. of not being afraid of perhaps what we're going to say next. <laughs> and also listening to yourself. Listen, you guys listening to this right now, I really want you, as we always tell our students and our clients, to try on this information. Whatever we say may not resonate with you at this point in time, and mm-hmm. that's okay. I yeah. want to give that permission slip and write that out. The other part of you or other group of people out there might be applauding. You might want to share this episode with your friends and family and go, yes, this is the kind of thing that I love listening to. And I love sharing because I am part of this, part of the collective, and I want to help humanity come back together. Because this is really the important thing that I want to say before we dive down this rabbit hole is that our intention my intention as mm-hmm. an author, as a speaker, as a writer, as an artist, is to always operate from the unified paradigm. That I'm not interested in division or separation mm-hmm. within humanity. That doesn't mean that as a human being, you don't experience division within yourself. Sean was just saying that that's perfectly fine, the difference between fear and love and navigating those emotions so that you don't spiritually bypass the juicy nuggets that actually help you to grow. So with that in mind... Let's just talk about some of the things that we have seen and witnessed within society, especially given what happened and unfolded in 2020. What happened, and, Sarah? And go back. So, so let's give you a little, and, and I'm interviewing you because you're on my podcast. Okay. <laughs> so what is really interesting is that prior to the world declaring the pandemic in mm-hmm. 2020, I had already endeavored down somewhat of a rabbit hole to realize that okay i don't think everything is as it seems Mm. i i think maybe the media is orchestrated maybe the news is manipulated maybe there's a bigger agenda at play and i remember talking to you about this stuff and feeling and and this is you know where i'm allowed to say this i'm pretty sure i am (laughs) (laughs) that i felt very isolated which i know a lot of the listeners can probably empathize with right now i felt very alone even within our marriage even mm-hmm. though it was never lonely because we yeah. never ran out of things to talk about i felt like we weren't on the same page because i was researching and doing this uh intuitive training and really going down like a well what if it's not what if all is not as it seems yeah and i felt like you were not on that same train until you were so we'll get to that in a moment mm. but then in early 2020 It was early January. Our daughter, Ava, uh, she contracted RSV, which I'd never heard of before. It's an upper... It was not spoken about. I'd never heard of RSV. And it was an upper respiratory tract infection. And she was sick. Like that was one of the scariest times that we'd ever had. She was three years old. 
and I was in the hospital and I was doing the night shift with the nurse and he'd been in the respiratory industry for I think 25 years and I remember there was another nurse there and I said to this guy do you think that this virus in China you know is real and will it come to America yeah because this this was uh, yeah this was you prior said, to January, it, like February. the news was just kind of coming out that people were getting very sick in yeah. in China and he said uh, no, it's never coming to America. That mm. stuff just doesn't happen. And then I asked the other nurse if there was a vaccine for RSV. And she said, I hope not, because then I'd be out of a job, which I thought was a really interesting thing. I remember going home yeah. and telling Sean that, like, because I was under the impression that, you know, if the kids could be vaccinated against that, that would be wonderful. I just I want to repeat that phrase again in mm-hmm. case your ears glossed over it. <laughs> Sarah asked if there was a vaccine for this thing. For RSV. For RSV. And the lady says, I hope not because I would be out of a job. Mm-hmm. Let that land. <laughs> I remember for being shocked second. by that. Now I kind of respect it in full transparency. Like now I. <laughs> Do you? And what? Well, not not what she said, but just the the whole idea that a vaccine can fix a problem, mm-hmm. um, because that was where I was at with my mindset at that time. At that time, and that's what I really want to snapshot that at that time. This is 2020, even though I was going down the rabbit hole of that kind of stuff. And then we had some incredible people that we were working with, and they started a conversation that opened a door for you. Mm-hmm. And then I'll let you tell your part of that story, if you like, of 2020 and how it kind of opened up. Mm. but I know it's like treading very carefully right now. And yeah, in terms of, uh, gosh, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, one thing I'll say, I, I, I don't know how, because again, we're still getting our footing on exactly everything we want to share. And when you're speaking your truth, it doesn't mean you need to speak every single thought that goes through your head. Mm. And you can also ch- pick and choose where you want to show it. Mm-hmm. You know, when Sarah, Sarah the other day, the, the reason why I jokingly said in, in the jacuzzi, all right, you got 15 seconds to decide. Uh, <laughs> do you want to have me on the podcast right now? It's it's, playful. It, 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 <laughs> it, it was playful, but I was saying it because I knew it was a very inspired moment to that. All right, let's do this. And this was hot off the heels of, of yesterday where, where Sarah was, was saying, Hey, I, um, you know, in light of me starting to speak my truth more, uh, it's my vision that that we, you and I are doing this together. And I, I, in all transparency, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Jump in with me. Hold uh, my hand. Uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I love you. I support you. I am here behind you. Mm. And we've been building this business for the last decade plus. Mm-hmm with you mm-hmm. uh, me being front and center is not necessarily something that i'm interested in and here you are today behind my microphone <laughs> and, and, and 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 here i am but I, I i say that to to speak into the nuance that speaking your truth doesn't mean that you need to be confrontational doesn't no. mean that you need to be uh speaking every thought that goes through your head to every living soul mm-hmm it can be in different contexts. And, and speaking of, of confrontation, I love this quote from our friend uh, Scott DeMullen. And he says, 
Curiosity leads to awareness and understanding. Knowing leads to confrontation and conflict. Mm. I'm going to say that again, once again, to let it sink and to think about this for a second, and then we'll discuss it. Curiosity leads to awareness and understanding. Knowing leads to confrontation and conflict. So what does that mean? To the two key words there to me are curiosity and knowing. Mm-hmm. The problem with social media these days is that everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows better. And, and I say everyone playfully because obviously it's not not everyone. But when you're seeing the uh, the back and forth you know, someone making a post and then trolls shaming and blaming and mm-hmm. saying, you know, that's wrong. You need to be canceled, yada, yada, yada. It's because in their mind, they know better. Mm. But when you bring curiosity into your confront- conversations, rather than going into confrontation, mm-hmm. you are able to start to understand where people are coming from. If you are truly curious... I remember when discussing politics with a with a mentor of mine years and years ago and she said if you cannot argue for the other side you don't know what you're talking about. Mm, I love that. And that really knocked me off my feet in terms of my own knowing and self-righteousness mm-hmm. and going wow, you know what? You're right. Mm. Because when I'm arguing this side that I've got this perspective I thought, I actually don't fully understand what their perspective and why they're arguing for this or that. And what I've come to realize in getting more and more curious is that so much of the things that we argue are just the tip of the iceberg and don't matter. Mm -hmm. But so much of what we want is the same. And, and that's a really important point. And I, I want to, I think we're, we're stepping all over the place here with yeah. so many incredible frameworks. And there really is the framework that I want to start off with that Sean and I, I am absolutely 100% committed to this. We are committed to not creating separation, polarization. Yeah. It's walking that middle path and the unified paradigm. So that's really step one. And when I said about, you know, Ava being in hospital and asking about the vaccines and things like that, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that would assume that we are anti-vax, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of that. And this is a hot topic that actually demonstrates this. And I don't think it's my job to say whether I am, whether I'm not, who I vote for, who I wouldn't vote for. I'll say I'm, I think, I'm not vaxxed. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that well, I'm anti-vax. Yeah, but let's be even more specific because you're not covid vaccine. That's right. That's so right. let's a bit let's look at me when I had to apply for um, my green card to get into America. Yeah. I had to have a bazillion different injections. Yeah. to get into the country and my children have all had their immunization shots and things like that. So, there, so I think there's that there's so, a middle ground even between the massive polarization, which and, is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And and the thing is about social media it is the so, social media and and a lot of this world in general there's a lot of polarization. Now, what's interesting, you look into ancient wisdom, like Sun Tzu, uh, the art of war. Mm. What is one of the number one keys in the art of war? Divide and conquer. 
it is no it mm-hmm. is no mystery that our world is so divided within each country within different different countries and governments in themselves it's not a mystery and so the question becomes how can we come together more how can we create unity now you said an interesting thing that we are committed to not creating separation or division Mm -mm. i do want to clarify something that doesn't mean that we won't say something that one can take and themselves create separation and division and and that's where there's a fine line because yes it may not be our goal Mm -hmm. to create separation and division but we also can't control the way many people out there tend to take information and run with it and create a whole lot of assumptions and get into the blame and shame game Mm -hmm. so and and that's where it's really important to encourage curiosity and asking questions and to not make assumptions Mm -hmm. because the assumptions are really that dangerous slippery slope that a lot of people find themselves going down without any factual evidence yeah that they just run with popularized thinking and think well everybody else is doing this i need to do it too and i remember you know when i was a kid and you know i'd look up to my friends and they'd be allowed to do something that i wasn't allowed to do Mm -hmm. and my my parents would say to me well if jane jumped off a cliff would you jump off a cliff too yeah and it's like well No, I wouldn't. And I actually think that that is one of the most genius questions that they could have asked me when I was being raised. Yeah. Because you don't want to just do things without asking the appropriate questions and asking the right things to do. Yeah. Right. Because I think that that's that's a way that you just fall into the collective pattern of not thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, another thing I think that one of our mentors said of people would rather die than think. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was no, it? There was it. I know. I don't want to. That's one of those metaphors or phrases. I don't want to jumble. But again, it's the opportunity for us to lean in with curiosity when something especially ruffles our feathers rather than getting defensive or aggressive or feeling like the program that's gone into your mind is triggering you to react and respond in accordance to the framework that isn't truly your belief. Because as human beings, we're here to experience the beautiful diversity of life. Yeah. That's what I believe anyway. And so when you have the uh, polarization, the awful atrocities that are going on in the world, right? What can we do to be better as human beings to lead that way rather than contributing energetically to the idea of divide and conquer? Yeah. So the answer to that is they cannot conquer us if they cannot divide us. Mm-hmm. But that division needs to begin within. So you need to get very clear within your system, within your body, mind, spirit complex, that you are a fortress and you cannot be divided because you know who you are. And the curiosity is key. And the curiosity doesn't begin with others. It actually begins with ourselves, mm. where we ask ourselves, why, why do I believe this? Where did I learn this? Mm-hmm. How do I believe this? How did I come to this? Because if you start to peel back the layers of the onion. Good old onion. <laughs> you'll start to discover that the beliefs we have have been shaped. And I mean shaped. We mm. are all works of art. We are all sculptures that were molded and refined over time. The vast majority, though, of ourselves, the vast majority of our perspectives 
or beliefs, our unconscious beliefs, our biases, unless we've done a significant, a Mm -hmm. tremendous amount of work, the vast majority of those beliefs and perspectives were not created by ourselves. So let's talk about that a little bit more and going back to the 2020 trajectory where Mm -hmm. we were in lockdown for eight weeks in Las Vegas where we were living at the time. And you started to have somewhat of an awakening of an awareness. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into what those specific things were. I don't think it's helpful for anybody because we don't want to influence anybody on their journey. (laughs) Um, But just know that it's an option. Um, What did it feel like for you? Was it like your questioning your belief systems and what you had been taught and told, was it like you knew you had to uh, reverse engineer those beliefs? Was it that you had to see the world in a different way? Did it elicit a sense of fear and lack of control within your emotions? Well, what was interesting is that prior to 2020, you know, I already didn't have much trust in for example, the media, mm. right? And and I remember that being a common topic of conversation amongst people. Mm-hmm. That oh yeah, the 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 at least the people I surrounded myself with, they would make an effort to not watch the news mm-hmm. because they knew how much of a dark place it could keep you in. Mm-hmm. So the the trust was low as well. And yet. 2020 comes around, COVID comes around, and suddenly all these people who previously were skeptical about the news that they were given were now fully on board mm-hmm. without question. Now, also rewind, my history in business is studying persuasion studying marketing Mm -hmm. and when you study these things you also see how it relates to things like propaganda Mm -hmm. you start to see they use it as examples in many of these marketing books you start (laughs) you start to see uh the the red string yeah you know in the 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 crime shows where they've got the red string between what's what's going on love the red string love the red string (laughs) it it it, you start to see how things are connected Mm. and it's funny because I, I feel like the people I've seen stay the most objective mm-hmm. are people who really understand marketing mm-hmm. and really understand persuasion and see how it's used in media and the government. Mm. And so it, it, it was interesting because what I started to witness in, in terms of a persuasion, I was witnessing how my bias was getting swept up into the into the fear. Mm-hmm. So I, I was I was full, fully immersed in the fear of rem- what was going on. <laughs> yeah, what was coming. Uh, uh, the um, COVID being swept up of what should we do? What shouldn't we do? Oh, all right, we we gotta we gotta mask up, get the gloves on. I mean, do you d- remember d- when we went out and bought all those groceries and things like that, like to stock up because yeah. we were gonna shut the doors and no one was getting in and no one was get, going get out? Get hand sanitizer after every interaction. I mean, we were spraying down the Amazon boxes. Lulu had what she had uh, called boo boo hands because of the hand because sanitizer. she was using so much hand, hand well, it sanitizer. It wasn't just us; it was wherever yeah. we went. Yeah. So we were we were swept into a state <laughs> of fear, and so I feel like I was on a bit of a yo yo. And it's 
it was that being swept up that made me suddenly also go, whoa, hang on, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. What is what is the appeal to emotion mm. that has been presented to me that is getting me so blindly worked up that I'm not questioning anything, but I'm just doing as I'm told. So again, with Dear Universe, rise above fear, embrace love and remember your power. If I mean, that book was already out at that point, mm-hmm. like, and we weren't doing those three steps. Yeah. So what could you have done differently in that situation? Because let's just say that something like that does happen again within humanity. I mean, there are listeners from, I think, 176 countries around the world mm-hmm. of this podcast. Yeah. Many different people from very many different backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to people that are currently experiencing the unknown, fear and the unknown, no matter what that looks like? Well, number one is... And I know this is easier said than done. Uh, there's a book by Pima Chodron. Chodron? I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't know anything about her other than she had a book titled Comfortable with Uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It's a great title. Is the book great? I don't remember. Just the phrase, uh, and, and get comfortable just, just, with uncertainty. Just the phrase, comfortable with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Number one, that is, that is a lifelong practice to commit to. Mm. And the more you practice becoming uncomfortable with uncertainty. Comfortable with uncertainty. (laughs) Not uncomfortable. Sorry, sorry, like I said, I butchered these. Uh, The more you you practice it, the better you get. With that said, it's also like uh, playing Mario in the different levels. You think you got it, and then you get to a harder level, and then it tests you in a whole new way. So that's number one in, in terms of managing the fear now can you phrase your specific question one more time how would you remind somebody that's in a state of feeling very uncertain or anxious or fearful and bring them back to remember the illusionary nature of reality so practicing the comfortable with uncertainty and then number two is start to get curious start to get really curious and become at peace with different perspectives, different different states of mind. Mm. People are at so many different levels of their own journey and awakening. And who knows? Maybe we're absolutely nuts. Be, curi- <laughs> be curious about that possibility. And maybe I am. Maybe you're nuts. <laughs> I mean, hell, I, I, I think there's a decent possibility I'm in a simulation right now. Could be. Maybe I'm batshit crazy because of that. Okay. I remember this this episode probably will come with a warning. So, (laughs) well, just if you do have little kids around, I know there are a lot of parents out there that are like, this guy's swearing a lot. I'm just going to... This was not... Twice. 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 You you have to be aware of these things on podcasts. Go listen to Gary V. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) So... Go listen to uh, what? What's go listen to some David Goggins? So, well, don't. <laughs> I mean, you can. Whatever. No, do <laughs> do. He's got some great perspectives and insights. So it's funny. Um, many years ago, probably twenty five years ago, maybe, I was visiting England and meeting my in laws from my first marriage. Mm-hmm. Right, and I remember I was I just had an answer for everything. You know what? What were you still do? I well, yeah. But he said to me something that I carry with me to this very day. You know all, Sarah. Fuck all. 
That's funny. And it keeps me humble to remember that. And it's, yes, of course, it rubbed me the wrong way, ruffled my feathers. He was off my Christmas card list for many years, probably. You know, I'd send him a Christmas card now. Why not? But it was so profound to me to carry that with me for a quarter of a century now Mm. of do we really have it all figured out? And we don't. The purpose of existence is experience. Mm. And it's not all going to be unicorns and rainbows. But what we can do as human beings is not be assholes, not be dicks to each other. Unless it's really funny. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's worth it just to be funny. I'm just saying that kindness and compassion kind of need, they need to lead the way. Because everything else kind of... Unless it's funny. But at whose expense? Well, it depends. I mean, let's look at that that comedian. We were just laughing our butts off. This this dude supposedly just got canceled, right? The the guy's name is Matt Reif. He's very funny. Funny as all hell. But I mean, he was the 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 opening dialogue, the first 3 minutes was poking so much fun at our industry, like calling out the 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 people who believe in the universe calling out people with crystals. But it's funny. And, I'm and, not going to take that personally because but, I love crystals. But then he's talking, he's diving yeah, into <laughs> domestic violence. Yes, which I also I, think I, is funny. And, and <laughs> just, <laughs> just let me be very clear with that. I've had 80 million views of a video documenting my journey. And I'm not saying that it's funny, but in terms of the healing process well, your, and your, what can happen on the other side of these awful experiences. I really want to be clear about that. For any new listeners, yes. what, what was the, what, what's the 10 second elevator pitch of the domestic violence you experienced? From so, a different husband, to be clear? From a different husband, yes. Uh, oh gosh. So my journey, I was married for 10 years from the ages of, well, 20 to 29. So it was nearly 10 years. And during that time, it was a very toxic environment where there were physical altercations that resulted in me being hurt Mm. and towards the end him being hurt so i mean domestic violence can go both ways yeah i do want to say that and i don't talk about it from this perspective very often anymore because i really wanted to rise above the the opportunity for other people to align with my victim story i didn't want that this is like where it gets really gritty yeah the fact that i and even a survivor story because i do understand that there are so many people out there that were in way worse situations than i was and so my story was documented we partnered with this company called goldcast and the video went viral we didn't Mm. realize we thought maybe it'd get a million views and then i think it was within the first day it had four million views now it's at like 80 million it's 80 million uh, collectively across uh, across videos facebook youtube but what we're saying here is that it's different if somebody is roasting you let's just say the people that commented on my video i had Mm -hmm. so many people saying why were you dumb enough to stay with this guy for 10 years what's wrong with you (laughs) you know like what's wrong with you and could i retaliate and go well what's wrong with you yeah you know get off my page if you don't like this yeah like go away and say something really mean, like, I don't know, maybe his brain's too close to his butt or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, what's an insult? <laughs> I'm trying, I wish I was more proficient at Shakespearean insults. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it would be way over their head and I could be mean and not feel so bad about it. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds very arrogant. Uh, but the point you're saying with this guy, Matt Rife, is that he got himself into trouble because his job as a comedian, and we've seen this with other comedians as well, like Ricky Gervais, mm-hmm. he actually weaves into his comedy now almost like an instructional piece to say, it's comedy. 
Yeah. This like, is me acting. I am a comedian. I am acting, you know? Bring, bring, and, and I mean, that's that's what comedy is. It, it's bringing light to, to some of the darkest experiences in humanity. And I mean... It's beautiful to be able to laugh at yourself and your situation. Now, again... If, if you are in a domestically violent relationship Absolutely. right now, I am not making light of that by no means. What I'm saying is that there are people out there that talk about some, it, the comedians especially, things that like go, ooh, that's taking it a bit far. Yeah. But what are the edges of that? Yeah. What? What's, what's funny is, is that it's for, for the people who are overly sensitive, just like, you know, going to freak out. Don't it's, watch it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all funny until it relates to some kind of pain they've been through. But that's the thing that makes a lot of comedy funny is they hit sensitive topics. Well, so yeah. I mean, you look at different genres. So uh, scary movies, horror movies, mm -hmm. I can't watch them. Yeah. Because I see somebody, you know, like getting their hand chopped off or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I can imagine what that feels like. I'm yeah. very empathetic. And I think that there are a lot of listeners, especially of this show, that are empaths yeah. that do have that empathetic feeling of, oh, you can't say that. But you can. But who says that you can't say things? It's up to us as sovereign beings to put, to be aware of what goes into our consciousness. We D get to choose. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And right? different strokes for different folks. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't resonate with someone's humor doesn't mean that they're a horrible person. And just because they made a joke is not a reflection of every in which way they view life mm -hmm. right it's it's a comment i i we could do an entire episode when i heard that that dude was having some people try to cancel him and i guarantee you he's not gonna last as a canceled person he's, he's too he's, smart he's, he's gonna brilliant. rise above it and good for him yeah he's brilliant but let, let's get back on track with in terms of speaking truth <laughs> and <laughs> i was gonna say what what track because we're having fun here that's true. Yeah. The track is what it will be. Uh, it's a multiverse track. It is. It's a. It's definitely a rabbit hole that I wasn't anticipating talking about comedy and things like that. Mm. Um, but let's talk more about people out there that have had to hide who they are mm. to feel like they're going to get accepted. Gosh. I, I mean, and it happens in many different frames but, but, too, right? I mean, where do we begin? Do, do we begin with... I, I mean... It, it, it's funny if if I that initial phrase what that invokes in my mind I, I zoom back you know 20 years to when I was a kid mm -hmm. and the only thing that that would invoke at that time was someone who's gay right oh who, yeah who, who's um, scared of being who they are mm. and that that's so interesting that that's my, my initial gut thought too and and that to me was always such a tragedy that anyone would ever have to hide who they are mm. in any way shape or form what's interesting though is just in how much more that has become a mainstay Consi considering how much light and awareness was brought to how horrible of a situation mm. it was for someone to be gay and not be able to speak about it, mm -hmm. not be able to share it with their family or, or friends or loved ones. And yet, despite all the light and awareness that was brought to that fact that, 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 that we call you know coming out, mm -hmm. there is so much more of that 
experience of needing to be quote unquote in the closet, mm -hmm. but with just so many different perspectives or opinions. Mm. Oh, I think, well, I also think that we can't truly speak into what it would feel like to be gay and to have to suppress our sexuality. I per think that, per that perhaps unless you want to use this microphone now <laughs> as an opportunity no, to share no. your truth. Well, no, perhaps, perhaps not in that sense, but is it, I, and I, I can't, I mean, no one of us can say for certain yeah. how closely related one person's experience, say yeah. someone who's gay and, um, you know, mm. felt was, you know, behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. No, no one of us can say how closely related that experience is to say someone who uh, had a perspective in their life, but felt that they couldn't talk about it because they were scared of getting canceled. Mm. Right. But okay, so I've got I, I've got a story to tell on on that subject, and please continue. But <laughs> I I do think that there is probably a very close similarity in terms of just the fundamental essence of there is a truth about who I am, mm. and I'm not able to share it because I'm scared of the ramifications. I'm scared of the consequences, mm -hmm. and I feel sad that there are so many people who experience that mm. in so many different ways and what i was getting to is that it, it's it's strangely curious to me that so much awareness and light was brought to it in one condition mm. and yet so many more conditions have opened up where people are having to hide their truth in fear of what other people will think or say i think I, I agree. I agree, but I also think that there is a subtlety in the distinction between the two because it is two different categories sure. in terms of expressing yourself sexually versus intellectually expressing yourself. Yeah. I think that's two different things. And I also believe that the similarity is only dependent if the truth that needs to be expressed isn't going to harm anybody. Mm. Because I think that it comes down to the intention because there are a lot of people that might be you know, and I know this is probably going to ruffle some feathers out there, but people that enjoy hunting and they might have vegan family and friends and they can't tell other people that they like hunting or vice versa. Maybe they're a vegan and they can't tell the people that they're surrounded with that are And in that hunters. case, you're it, saying it's a matter of respect? It's a matter of respect. And I mm -hmm. think that, that that's a different thing in terms of being polite and not wanting to ruffle feathers and just being a peacekeeper. And that's an important nuance. So it is, it is very nuanced. So for us in our family dynamic, and I've had permission to share this before, our son came out as bisexual when he was 14. He's now 22. Mm -hmm. And our arms were wide open, you yeah. know, like there was no judgment. It's love. It's acceptance. It's, oh, my gosh, I love you. I want you to know how much I love you and mm. how this is an unconditional experience. Yeah. And this is – but the things that we, <laughs> we do take issue with – uh, the the mindset limitations that can sometimes crop up in family dynamics of blame, mm -hmm. of shame, of victimhood and things like that, right? Yeah. So it's like, again, it's that intention to harm. But sometimes we express ourselves and we don't realize that it can hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why we might keep it a secret mm -hmm. and not speak our truth. Yeah. So again, it's very nuanced. 
but zooming into like the polarization in society right now of you need to be on the right side of history and there are two sides of people saying that yeah you know like where do you go from there you zoom out that's what i would say yeah. if you ever are given a choice of what variety of child needs to die in which war yeah i am hoping that you would zoom out and choose humanity and choose peace because right now there are children and i haven't spoken about this publicly that are on caught in war zones this is a a war of children where they're in hospitals they're you know all these horrible things that are happening for these poor innocent children that do not deserve to be caught in crossfire and yet they are and and so so many people are caught up on the wrong debate and argument mm. which, which again i i keep seeing um the uh the the icebergs uh where it's 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 the surface of well well this a lot of arguments I hear is well they started it. Mm -hmm. Well they started it. <laughs> are you well? Are but... you kidding me? Hang on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We're we're starting from the wrong place. If if we're talking about they started it, we're we're having the wrong debate, the wrong discussion. And what we've got to go underneath the surface is, is there a better way? Is there something <laughs> I'm missing? Or is there something that's being presented to me in a highly emotional way to get me to agree with a certain starting point or a certain route? Is there any chance, even a 1% chance, that there is more than meets the eye here. Mm. And if we find ourselves getting stuck too much on the surface level things, which is so easy, I am not immune to it by any means. It is one of the first places I get swept up in, mm -hmm. but it is also the first place I go, hang on, <laughs> let me take a step back and find where we agree. Find where we are one, find where we are together and unanimous. Mm, and I think I think that's such a powerful point because we each have a choice to choose separation or choose unity mm. in every action that you take, in every post that you like, in every podcast that you share, by the way, that's, a, <laughs> that's an option. Take a screenshot, share this. Um, this is you choose where your energy goes and then that energy comes back to you. So zooming out metaphysically because you're not ever going to hear me talk about, um, you know, who I vote for. Mm -hmm. I'm just not interested in that. Of course, you know, <laughs> at, at one one juncture, I might say say that kind of thing if I feel like it's helpful for the collective. But as a spiritual teacher, I need to speak up about the things that are a little bit emotionally messy and looping it back to what Sean was saying before about the high, uh, good vibes only. Mm -hmm. You could probably count on one hand the amount of people that are speaking up about things that are less than desirable who mm -hmm. are in the spiritual space. They yeah. want to keep it high vibe and of course they're providing and offering a service and a safe space, but it is not doing the work that needs to help you, which is to really lean into your heart space and ask yourself how you can show up with more compassion. Where is the war and the violence within yourself? Mm. This is like, that's a big one to work on for a lot of people. 
who were very anti-war will go to town being negative and angry towards other people but that's inner violence coming out in the social space as like an online hater and online troll and most of the people that just kind of say what they think and just forget about the the implications of that Mm -hmm. they don't have that level of self-responsibility that's there so If that's you, and I'm not blaming and shaming you either, you know, like there might be a lot of people here that feel a little like, oh, are they speaking to me? Have I done the wrong thing? What would you say to them? On, don't take it personally. But how do you do that? I mean, that sounds really advanced. You say get comfortable with uncertainty, mm-hmm. but what are, what are the steps in that? Like Practice. So what practice. is involved in the practice? Diving into the deep end. It, it, it is... It, yes, it's advanced and it's basic at the same time. They're universal. It, it sounds like a dichotomy and it is. Mm. But when were these things presented to us? When we were babies. And, and I say babies metaphorically in the sense that they were completely foreign concepts to us. They were brand new and we're being confronted with them like become uncomfortable with uncertainty. I'm on my last $2,000 and my rents a thousand dollars a week. That that, that was that was it one was of us. that was one of our journeys at one point. Eleven years ago. Eleven years ago, rent a thousand dollars. We're down to two thousand dollars in the bank. And we started you, with nothing, you, by the way. I really want to be clear on that. Yeah. We started with nothing. You need to become uncomfortable. <laughs> you need to become. I keep reversing it. You need to become com- comfortable. <laughs> I still with, did it. with uncertainty. Yeah. And you may not always get it here's the thing a lot of these concepts that you're going to hear as you continue listening to this podcast as you continue your own journey a lot of these ideas you may not fully grasp right away or maybe you think you do but Hmm. i can guarantee you one thing however it is if you hear these things and let them sit in some ways, these will be like bamboo seeds. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know how bamboo works or bamboo grows, I don't know <laughs> the exact timeline, but I'm, I'm pretty. I'm it's pre- instant showing. No, I'm pretty certain it's that a bamboo uh, seed is planted. You water it every day, and it takes something like seven years or something like that before you even see a sprout. And then mm-hmm. it's like virtually overnight that it shoots up. D- don't quote me on the exact timeline. But it, it's, it's <laughs> people but, sending me messages. No, Sarah, it goes like this. But it's the uh, analogy that's being used here is that it's planted, it's watered, and it takes a long time before you see any any growth, and then it's fast growth. Something something happens. Some some life experience clicks, and you get it. Mm. So if you have a hard time grasping some of these ideas, surrender to it. Go okay. I hear this. I'm going to sit with it. You don't need to understand it this second. I think that was one of the challenges that I had early on in my journey when mentors would say certain things to me. And I'd be like, oh, I don't get it. What do you mean by this? <laughs> and I would get so frustrated and riled up. And, and I just want them to be more specific. I'd say, just tell me what to do right now because I don't know what to do. And it's Okay. You don't have to. You don't have to have it all figured out. No. And you also don't have to take it too seriously either. I guarantee you, everyone listening to this will one day die 
And when they die, they will not have it all figured out. When they die? Yeah. Oh, you kind of do. I had a near-death experience in 2015, remember? Okay, well, all right, all right. <laughs> I know all. <laughs> Fuck all, remember? <laughs> um, so with that in mind, what I would like to leave the listeners with today is a call to action. And that call to action is to commit yourself to curiosity, to being curious, to commit yourself to compassion and kindness no matter what, and to also allow yourself to embody your truth no matter what that is. No matter what societal expectations have been placed on you and get really curious about what societal programming has been put into your system to limit you because you are a limitless being. Mm. And so this is why we do what we do at DearUniverse.com. And this is why, you know, our journal has been created with so much thought and care because it places, it gives you a sacred space for you to not only connect with a higher power to zoom out and remember what's important, but it gives you that daily practice, that daily ritual to be able to encapsulate your feelings on this journey of growth since you are the bamboo. Rapid, <laughs> rapid fire. Yeah. So in the journal, and I say rapid fire because I know how many listeners here have the Dear Universe journal. And lots. For, for those that don't know about it, it's a 13-week guided manifestation journal, or you could see it as a daily manifestation journal. And there, there's a number of different elements, but you've got a morning ritual and an evening ritual, and there's invocations. Mm-hmm. The invocations, you start with the words, dear universe, and then you invoke the wisdom and guidance of the year, universe. So rapid fire, with everything that we've discussed today, mm-hmm. what are some good invocations mm. that someone listening and resonating with these messages of truth, of perspective, of wisdom could write down for either their morning invocation or evening invocation. Mm. I'll start. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking me. (laughs) No No one does a rapid fire on somebody else's (laughs) podcast. You're on my podcast. You're on my podcast now. Oh, I don't think so. I think my face is on the cover. All right, go for it. No, how about I phrase it so I ask you? (laughs) Okay, Sean, what would you only I, o- I only said I'll start because I could see you were, you were thinking about it. Yeah, I was. Okay. No, I'm, I finished thinking about it. Okay. It's okay. ready to go. It would be along the lines of, dear universe, open my heart to infinite possibilities. So be it, so it is. Something short. Yeah. You know, like, and that, that's why we kept it less than five minutes. You can do this journaling practice. Yeah. It's really easy. Dear universe. May the wisdom I'm now receiving. What? He's looking at me like I've got the rest of it. I thought you were. I, I thought you would. I thought you would pick no, up what not, I was putting down. I'm not picking it up. This is your. All right, dear universe. May the wisdom I am now receiving dramatically impact my life. Mm. May the wisdom I'm now receiving be understood at the right divine timing. Hmm. And then you, you also have the opportunity to grasp it as if it's a real time unfolding. And I think that this is really important as well. So it could be along the lines of dear universe, I now embody truth. Dear universe, Go I now it. embody the essence of everything I'm being guided with. Mm-hmm. Dear universe, may, may I now, because you can ask the universe, may I now... May it be revealed to me the things to let go of that no longer serve me. I love that. 
So with all that said, I do want to make one more request. Can anyone listening and resonating with this episode, with this experience, please share. Please share it with people who you believe would resonate with, who, not someone you think it would piss off. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> like, not do that. These people, leave them alone. <laughs> but can anyone listening this to this who resonates Share this with your family. Share this with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. Share it on social media. Bring others into this ecosystem because this is a wonderful, safe place to explore limitless possibilities and to experience new perspectives. And so we invite you to do that. And This is your podcast now, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll see you in another six years. Sean Patrick Simpson. Right. No, no. I just want to thank my guest today for being here with me, Mr. Sean Patrick Simpson. Round of applause. Round of applause. Woo. Woo. Thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, and your understanding. Thank you. And Let's go to the lobster roll. Yes. We're going to go and have some lunch, brunch, dinner, dinner. Yeah. I don't know. Lobster salad. Look, well, yeah. French fries. <laughs> okay. With some ketchup. Can I finish my round Sorry. up here? See, this is a fun show. <laughs> I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for being here with me for another episode of the Manifest Podcast. And until next time, what do I usually say? Happy manifesting. Happy manifesting. Bye for now.